Welcome to Two Guys in the Bible, a conversation on theology, culture, and God's Word. My name's Eric Leupold, and with me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Keniston. How are you doing today, I'm Dylan? I'm doing very well, brother. It's good to be back. It's been a little while since we've been in the hot seat. It's happy holidays, that's happy right. Happy holidays. Well, well yeah. it's a new year. New year. New year. Hot seat, but does sound like holiday. And yeah, it, it does. It took a, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's been so a little bit. We we traveled a little bit for for Christmas, and then uh, came back for the New Year. Um, actually, I think we we did some New Year's uh, dinner together. Yes, uh, that we was the good. families together. So yeah. that was nice. Yeah, um, yeah, good times. No, it's been great. And uh, you know, I know uh, for those of you who are listening, I mean, it's obviously going to be a couple of weeks after the New Year, but uh, we wanted to start a um, a new series on on idolatry, and this is. Our, uh, our, our second episode in that, and with us uh, today to talk about the first uh, topic of idolatry is, is Justin Salyer, who is a, a member at Hilltown Baptist Church, a, a good friend and a brother in the Lord. Welcome on the show today, Justin. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Welcome, Justin. Thank you. Hey, yeah. how's it going? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we're excited. Um, so uh, last week, we, we kind of introduced uh, the topic of idolatry, and this week, we're going to look at how the concept of idolatry uh, uh, relates to the uh, issue of addiction, and more specifically, uh, drug addiction. So, I mean, it's it's a, it's an important topic. It's um, an issue that seems to be ramping up in our culture with uh, with opioid epidemics and 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 a variety of other things. And so, uh, we invited uh, you, Justin, on the show today because you have a very unique. Uh, a background, uh, one uh, that that God uh, rescued you out of, which is uh, amazing and awesome and and and, and great. And I think uh, you have a lot to say on this topic that's going to be very be- beneficial for our listeners, um, anyone who's who's dealing with uh, this topic uh, today. So to kind of open it up, introduce you to our listeners. Uh, I want to ask, uh, you know, what. Is your spiritual background, you share as much or as little as you wish as far as details go, how did you come to faith in Christ? Okay. Yeah, so again, as Eric mentioned, I'm Justin Salyer, and uh, I grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina, or in the suburbs of Raleigh, and um, I grew up in a Christian home, and probably uh, my childhood was spent in between two churches, both in the Pentecostal denomination, um, so I did grow up in the church. I had a... Um, uh, positive experience with the church. I had people around me who just really loved the Lord and who, um, yeah, just really served my family well. And yeah, they were just really positive, um, mm-hmm. just bears of God's name. And, and, um, yeah, so, yeah, so I had a really good, had a really good, uh, just background mm-hmm. just in the church. Um, although, uh, just overall, um, I mean, so I was baptized as a kid, but um, looking back now, as I can share it in a little bit, I had mm-hmm. a pretty black and white um, experience with coming to know the Lord um, and experiencing the Holy Spirit. And at that point, and and you know, looking back at my life before, where I did not have the Holy Spirit, um, and so I can say that I was not saved at the point where I was where I was baptized as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I pretty much just spent my whole life just. Um, following the idols of materialism and approval of man and attention seeking and, um, and others and, mm-hmm. and pretty much just lived in like an apathetic, uh, uh, yeah, just apathyism as, as kind of like the new, the new term, uh, just really 
you know, would have questions every now and then about uh, God to my parents. But other mm-hmm. than that, um, really kind of did not care about the larger questions of life, was really caught up in a lot of, yeah, again, as I said before, materialism and just self-worth stuff and mm-hmm. worried about man. And uh, so it wasn't until, uh, yeah, later in the high school, um, well, yeah, that I that these heart issues that I was following after um, these idols really drove uh, uh, several addictions into my life. But and then the the one that was most destructive was the drugs. Um, and so that's what we would, we'll be talking about today. But yeah. um, but other addictions followed also. And uh, it wasn't until after high school that I had a really black and white experience coming to know the Lord. Um, and you were in North Carolina that entire time, I was right? in North Carolina at that time, yeah. moved to Pennsylvania um, because of my father's job, uh, just several yeah, probably about 11 years ago now. So I came into the Lord in 2007, mm-hmm. summer 2007. And um, it was after, just a brief update, it was after three times going to re- uh, rehab, uh, two outpatient, one inpatient uh, experiences. Um, mm. I had an overdose experience. And then about, I guess, I don't, I don't, can't recall exactly, but probably like a week or two after that, was when I was literally, I could take you literally, I just had one of the black and white experiences. Yeah. So I could take you literally to the intersection in my dad's car in Apex, North Carolina, <laughs> oh. and where uh, the Holy Spirit just opened up my the eyes of my heart. And um, as I think John Wesley described, just like a, a strange, warm feeling just coming over him. And I could mm. take you to that exact place and mm. say, this is in, in my dad's car in, at this intersection in North Carolina. Um, this summer, I came to know the Lord, and uh, my life's been radically, radically different ever since. And praise God for that. Yeah. yeah for yeah. just to clarify, was it was it was it multiple drugs that you were that you were dabbling with or, or into? Or was there one particular? Like how how did that? Yeah. Play out? Um, so I I definitely have uh, I definitely started out with um, <clears throat> you know trying drinking and you know smoking marijuana. And some pills and stuff like that. Um, one of the things that I think is huge in in my story, and every, and probably everyone else who would, well, I believe everyone else who uh, who is in strong drug addiction is mm-hmm. there is there are heart issues that are going on that are behind the addiction. And mm-hmm. so for for me, um, so my drug of choice ended up being cocaine, um, and. Once I found that, it was like I wanted nothing else. I really never really – I did other drugs, but it wasn't really like I I just kind of did them to uh, to do them. But when I found cocaine, it was um, – I kind of – I've over the years of being clean, I've just kind of been uh, – I've just been thinking about why that exact drug like that. And I think it matches exactly what was going on in my heart at the time, which hmm. was um, just hadn't – I was seeking um, – I, well, I was very depressed, super. I, I still to this day struggle with just a lot of social anxiety. So the stimulant provided um, me to, in a way, be fun, be able to be function like a functional person, but also be super, have this pseudo confidence and pseudo uh, energy and huh. and uh, just kind of escape for a time about that. But in in it and it kind of met that that void that really uh was only found later you know uh, with the lord when i've you know come to the realization that um really if you know if only if my you know he is you know only what he thinks about me through christ is the only thing that matters and so 
when I kind of found that after I came to the Lord, um, it kind of just shattered that, 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 that heart problem of trying to follow and seek attention from all these people all around me. Uh, this lack of confidence I have now I have this, like, you know, we describe it uh, as Christians just as like this, like humble boldness where you, Mm -hmm. um, now, honestly, like I really, even though, even though I may, you know, struggle with, with some social anxiety and stuff, um, I really ultimately don't care about what people think, and and and, uh, and I, you know, I uh, the Lord has really given me a passion for evangelism. So now, like before, where I, where I uh, am, you know, I was scared to maybe talk to certain people or scared to be around certain people. And I needed a substance to kind of provide this, like oh. this, this provide create this state in me to like be around people. Um, now I just I know that that doesn't matter, and I know who I am in the Lord through Christ, and. Now I'll go up and talk to anybody and tell them about the Lord. So it's like, yeah, so that's it's awesome. just that's radically, radically different. You, you mentioned that real yeah. quick because I, I remember in college and thing like right after college, uh, the, the, the guys would typically, you know, be maybe a little shy talking to girls mm-hmm. or maybe if they're out uh, drinking, having a good time or whatever at a, at a get together, which happens a lot at colleges. The joke would always be, you know, get a little liquid courage. Mm. You know, some people would, would, would drink alcohol to embolden them hmm. and to give them that courage to go and talk to that person that they had a little anxiety talking about. And, you know, maybe it wasn't as full-blown as, as something that you were experiencing, but yeah. it seems like there's, there's a connection there as far as the desire to get courage, to get boldness and, and confidence through this, through this drug. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and I've, you know, I've heard other um, experiences like this before. I've heard, that there's has been links between certain drugs and certain things kind of like, uh, yeah, I guess just, yeah, again, heart issues that people, mm. people, so like I've heard there's a link you to a lot, of, a lot of times with, uh, guilt and alcohol or like mm. lack of joy and like other ecstasy or some other, you know, other drugs. And, um, so I, I don't know for sure about all of these, but, but I, I can definitely, and I, I I have talked to people, you know, who are, it's just it just seems like it's just easy easier to to function in this uh, high state than 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 actually you know deal with you know what is at the in the, in the foundationally like in your heart what's mm-hmm. going on and mm-hmm. and it kind of needs something to to get that but you're not actually dealing with the issue it's just um, hmm. just a just a cover up yeah. so um, yeah. Well, so you had this like turning point here that, you know, highway in North Carolina, right? Yeah. And now what did the Lord use to prompt that turning point in you, in your life? Yeah. Um, so normally, I, I mean, normally, you know, I would, you know, so you normally, you know, you hear preaching God's word or people have shared a gospel with you, you know, over the years. And, and, um, you know, a lot of people have like a more, I don't know, it seems just like a more logical, maybe turning point of like, yeah, I understand the gospel and this, but I, I can I can honestly say like um, it's it's I mean I probably heard the gospel hundreds of times you know mm. growing up, but um, I can honestly say like if someone probably asked me at that time like what is the gospel I could probably say I don't you know Jesus died for your sins and and uh, just you know believe him and ask for your forgiveness and like that is like you know basically the gospel I've been mean, missing some you know parts but uh, mm. but like I didn't understand. Fully everything, but uh, but I mean I I did so when, so when, literally at the moment when I cried out to the Lord I um, you know I did I confessed my sin uh-huh. and 
I asked uh, for his forgiveness, and I just felt again this 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 warmth and like a, actually like a physically different um, experience prior. Uh, now with that, when I with the Holy Spirit at that moment, it was just like my body was di- like I just felt different. Um, I just felt a joy, an intense joy after the confet like my confession to the Lord. Um, so again, at that time, I didn't know like exactly all the you know the theological. Sure. Knowledge, but but over but the Lord, you know, did not keep me there. Of course, He, he has grown me into understanding like what fully has happened to me at that time. But uh, but I, I can, yeah. So so normally I would say that that's probably the rare circumstance where most people, you know, they uh, feel like the Lord would work in a more, you know, way where you you hear the gospel explained through the word, the preaching of the word, or through sharing of a friend or something, and and re, and respond response in it in in a way like that, in a like orderly response like that. But uh, yeah. So I um. It was literally like a light switch experience, huh. and hmm. it's, yeah. Well, I so. wonder, were there other, like, leading up to that intersection moment, were there other things, maybe some bad things, aside from the use of drugs, of course, but yeah. some bad things that were, and then your life were crumbling around you, perhaps, that the Lord was using, you know, you know, digging away, digging away, uh, pulling the weeds, things like that, getting it ready for that seed to sprout was there like was there other things in the context there that the lord was using yeah um so in that summer uh well okay so i had this overdose like experience where where um basically okay so i, I had gone to rehab three times i mm-hmm. uh, had no intentions really to get clean it was uh and we could talk about this later but just yeah. the model of rehabilitation that i saw was just, it's just like it felt like no one wanted to really get clean it was just kind of like place you were put to kind of <sighs> practically get clean for a little bit and then try to deal with some surface level issues and stuff. But we can talk about that uh, yeah. later. But, um, but yeah, so I, I just got out of rehab and, and yeah, I had no intentions really to get clean. And then, uh, so the guy I was purchasing drugs off of before got, got caught. So I ended up, uh, there was a little space there. I was a little clean, tried. And then, so I ended up purchasing cocaine from this other guy who had never tried before this other source. And, um, it must have been a different kind or different. It was oh. been like hmm. I don't I don't know what was going on, but uh, I did a lot of it, and it was not and I, it was not a season where I was consistently using. So I don't know if my body wasn't used to it. I don't know what happened, but I did a lot of it. Um, I was with my girlfriend at the time and just felt like literally like I was having a heart attack. I couldn't breathe. Um, oh my goodness! Just it it, it, it it so I always mention this too. But the day before this happened, we were driving to church with my driving to church with my family. I used to go to this A meeting across the street and stuff, and I was, like, just really, like, angry and stuff. And was just – I remember telling my, my parents, like, I'll never bow down to your God and stuff. Oh and then goodness. the next day wow. is I'm literally driving the car, and I feel like I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to die. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, crying – in my girlfriend's car is totally not a Christian, you know, and stuff. Like, I'm not a Christian, like, crying out to the Lord, like, don't let me die, don't let me die, don't let me die – you know that wasn't the moment that 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 I came to know the Lord, but but I, I was crying out to Him wow. yeah. to, to, for my life, and I remember trying to just like, you know, uh, I mean, I'm telling you, this is the, the the experience was so traumatic of like mm-hmm. literally feeling like I was getting ready to die. And you were um, driving to the hospital? You... No, I wasn't driving. I was in the passenger seat, but okay. my girlfriend was driving me to the hospital. And yeah. uh, so this, so this so that experience happened um, that summer. Also, the same girlfriend uh, cheated on me. So then that kind of touched a lot of the self worth self-worth issues that I feel like I was mm-hmm. so all of this stuff was just was just was just happening all in one summer I lost I got fired from a job all this stuff was wow. happening and um it was really a, just a crazy summer and yeah I was yeah. just I was just broken man I was just uh 
broken kid driving to my dad's car and yeah. and just uh, you know the lord just decided to save me that one day and i was and yeah and then uh that same summer i got moved shipped to pennsylvania with my, with my family and new christian away from all these temptations um just growing like scared to death really of life but just grow just drive we get in my car and just pray and just driving stuff and it ended up going to uh private christian college outside of philadelphia yeah. learning all about god's word changed radically changed my life um married now have two two boys and Amen. it's oh man pra- praise god you know yeah so man tear down to build back up bro yeah Dude, that it's is awesome god, that's so, awesome but um i will say one of the things that also um i going to talk about this too but i, I guess we can talk about this but uh, Please, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, later with the whole like if i had a difficult transition out of that or if it was very that was actually going to be my next question okay. like how yeah. how quick like when you came to faith like was it an immediate i am free and i don't need to touch this ever again i know some people have that yeah. have that issue uh but then or they had that experience and then some people it's like a daily grind mm. coming to the lord praying confessing you yeah. know yeah so how was it with you um yeah i have met brother i've I, i've met brothers who struggle that way and man it just breaks my heart like people who are just are on fire for the lord but they really do struggle with this battle and uh i i can honestly say like i don't know why me and stuff like that but i can honestly say it was so clean and clean clean cut for me and um and i think i think part of that was i was going to explain um part of that was this event this hospitalization like event where i was like overdosing or or whatever happened to you know to me when i, I still haven't I don't really fully know what happened, but I guess I just say, you know, I've, I overdosed because I, I guess I did. But um, um, after that, it triggered some uh, just like mental health stuff. Like so. Uh, so. So prior to that experience, I, you know, I didn't I didn't have a lot of OCD. I didn't have a uh-huh. lot of like uh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's really OCD. Um, but after that event, I just had this intense change in my life of like just super strong OCD that, that just basically was so paralyzing in my life. But it, um, it made me so, I was just like, yeah, OCD and paranoia. And it made me so paranoid to use again, to even smoke cigarettes, but I would, um, but to, to get in trouble to like do all these things. So I was like, so whatever clicked with the, like, I don't know, maybe some trauma from this event or something. I don't know what happened, but, um, something just almost like another light switch just clicked. And, um, I really struggled. A l- I still struggle a lot with like with OCD stuff, and I didn't have that before huh. this event. And uh, so I think, in a way, like it's it's been such a brutal battle with all this with this um, just just compulsive uh, mm. this obsessive compulsive disorder that I've I've had for years now, ever since being a Christian. But um, but I think it w- that was honestly a huge factor in me in me not in being not being interested in in and in drugs anymore, but along, but along with, uh, of course, just, just the truth that I, I'm, I'm, I learned about the yeah. gospel. I mean, like yeah. just, uh, especially when I went off to, to, uh, to school, you know, I was a young Christian. Like it was like, this is a, I went to, uh, you know, to, to, to this Christian college, a, like basically a year after, I guess it, yeah, like a year after all this happened. So I was like fresh, didn't know anything like, and, uh, just God's word, like, so that, so just the truth and the promises of God's word um, and just who I am in the Lord and just all these truth. The gospel just meets every aspect of our hearts, man. It's it's amazing. And like, so seeing that, 
with all of, like these foundational issues I was struggling with, along with this like just battle with OCD and just really terrified to even get into that stuff again. Um, I think really was just like God's way of just saying, no, you're done. Like you're done and you're just, I'm taking you eight hours north. Like I'm going to hit you with this little like <laughs> thorn or whatever. That's just going to like, yeah. that's going to, you know, be, he's used it in other blessings, like other ways too in my life. Um, huh. So not just to free me from drugs, but other things too. And um, yeah, just, just, yeah. And just, again, just the truth of God's word. Just as, so I, I fortunately like praise God I had just a really uh, clean, clean break from it. But um huh. And no physical withdrawal issues. I, I I definitely experienced that in um, in rehab. I definitely experienced okay. just that in rehab. It was very it was pretty intense. But um, what, what I mean, I'm just curious. I, yeah. I honestly don't know what that kind of feeling is. Oh, it was just like yeah. I, I don't. Know. I was just I was just sweat a lot. Oh, and it was just like it was just I don't know, just like in pain. But uh, I mean, cocaine is one that you you don't have to like. You, you know, you don't have to like taper down. Oh, you don't. Okay, you're, you're, you can just like, but you you feel like. You feel terrible, but like, but you can be put in a room and you know, you know, not use and like be okay. You'll be okay, even though you feel like you're gonna like explode. You know. Um, oh my goodness. But uh, yeah. So I mean, it was it was brutal, but um, but yeah. So I I mainly went through that in my inpatient treatment center prior to like the whole OD experience and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I had that experience, I I hadn't had the months of like using that I had before. Oh, I see. It was like this huge big like event that happened that kind of like so I, I feel like i wasn't going through a ton of withdrawal it was like a one major event that just like rocked me you know man and um, there's something about place too i feel like like you know being in a new place like it, i know for me like certain locations just tend to get connected with certain events mm-hmm. in life that like like you were saying like i could take you back to that like pinpoint that location where there was just this turning point on that interstate in, in North Carolina. Like, you could just pinpoint that. And now to be in, in a new place, and, and like you were kind of saying, a fresh start, um, it's just remarkable how the Lord kind of orchestrated that. I want to come back to what one of the things you said. Like, yeah. Kind of triggered, there was something in the, the drug use and then coming out of the drug use that were there were some mental health things that were going on there as, as well. And I don't know that the, I don't know that there's like a necessary connection between drug use and, and mental health instability. I So I uh, grew up in Vermont, and mm. I mean, I just know a lot of people in Vermont who wrestled with drug addiction, um, and I'm not myself, I'm not an expert on drug addiction or anything like that. Um, just out of curiosity, was one of the symptoms that you would experience from cocaine use hallucination? Um, so not all the time, but there was times when when my addiction um, did was probably at its worst, and I was using uh, uh, just more frequently and uh, larger amounts mm-hmm. and stuff, I did experience like yeah some hallucinations and like just extreme paranoia and almost like like almost like vision like trances like you think right. things are happening to you yeah. that I didn't experience earlier on. Um, hmm. So I don't know if I hear yeah. that. So I I just hmm. and it, not necessarily about hallucination, but just like the connection between wrestling through kind of mental um, mental health questions and like kind of like being in or out of touch with reality yeah. and the relationship that the drug use has with, you know, taking one out of touch with reality, but there's this feeling in the moment of being put into touch with reality. Mm. And that's how I've had it 
expressed to me. Mm. And I just don't know if that's like, it, it, it's just, it's interesting to me to hear testimonies like that from folks who, who come out of that, just because I've known a number of folks who have, who have wrestled with that. Like there's something in the drug use that they feel like puts them into touch with reality, mm. but now coming out from the other side of it, you see like just how on the, just how turned on its face that is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have had thoughts like that before where, I, where I've been like, man, was I just, yeah, is this, was I just experiencing like, like life fresh without all this stuff for years that, um, and was I just, was all this stuff just kind of like, uh, I don't know, just what was there, but I never really like had to deal with it with, right? because uh, huh. I was just coding it with all this stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, that's so interesting though. Yeah. But it's, I mean, you definitely say like, it's like, it was, it's, it's filling some kind of, it's fulfilling some kind of felt need. And in your case had to do, it sounded like with, with courage generally or with confidence. Um, but then also with maybe like easing the, the paranoia and kind of keeping mm. that at bay. And then, you know, coming off of it, kind of having to come and, and face some of that again. Mm. And now with the Lord's help and with the help of, with the help of God's people and sustaining, preserving you in, uh, being clean from this. I mean, what a testimony. I'm just, yeah. I'm sitting yeah. here like, man, praise God for that. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause you know, in the series, the context of idolatry, I've read several books on it. I've, I've taught, I've heard people talk about addiction being a form of idolatry mm -hmm. and like with, with, with idolatry, it's a false God. It offers false promises, but it also makes demands. It, it makes, and, and, and that's where, you know, it kind of enslaves, enslaves a person. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like while you were, in that state, I mean, did you know that you were a slave? Like in that moment, during that time, even before you were a believer, like did you know that you that you were a slave to this false god, and that you wanted out in a way, but maybe then you were convinced or forced in some way, coerced to come back in your mind, like in your mind, and you know, so where does the slavery, idolatry aspect uh, come into play there? What was there any? Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I, I probably, you know, at the time I probably didn't know, you know, of course I didn't know, you know, fully all, like all, all of, all of what you just explained, but, but I, I was absolutely a slave to it. I mean, it was like, I mean, yeah, it just, it controlled my life. I mean, like every, everything, yeah, I mean, my life literally revolved around this substance. Like it was like every Ever since I like the first time I tried it, it was like okay, no other drugs, basically nothing else. Like basically, like the goal of my you life. You and you alone, I love. The goal right. of my life was literally to get like the next, the next high from wow. from coke. Like like that that was the goal and of you, my life. And you rewarranted your like your your month, your spending, your economics, your lifestyle yeah, oh, all man, around that. It it removed, it tore apart family stuff. It I lost car over it. I lost college opportunity over it blew tons of money i stole for it like it was just uh it, it, it literally it drove it i was a le i was on a leash and like just being taken by this stuff and it like, made these demands upon you and you yeah. were enslaved and fulfilled those demands to try to keep getting this yeah thing yeah so it's uh, interesting yeah it's <sighs> yeah, it's it's powerful stuff man it, it was it was just like i i yeah you almost feel like oh, i almost felt like it was just yeah, I was just like possessed by this thing or something. You know, it, it, it's yeah. a, it's a, such a weird experience. Like I just wasn't, 
I don't know. It was just yeah. uh, yeah. nothing else meta. I mean, now like I love just to like sit and like you know meditate on like reality and God's creation and like all this stuff and and uh, and do you know just you know I really value value like my intellect now. So I hate like even just the thought of like something. You know, I, I I just really appreciate just like how God has created us and yeah. and like mm-hmm. using it now and and it just kind of breaks my heart that like I was so just taken by this and that years of my life were just wasted on like on yeah exactly what you're saying i was just literally a slave to this like created thing like you know it's it's and, it's, and it's one amazing. more question along that line because I'm, I'm very curious though like the relationship between the we've already talked a little bit the relationship between the, the false god and, and and the person who's enslaved but like where does the like the dealer fit into there like is he like like where like is he also enslaved to this this drug is he just manipulating like how like, what's your relationship what was that relationship there yeah um well uh probably if you talk to you talk to other uh, yeah people who have um just experienced with drug addiction too a lot of it, it it's weird you almost get addicted to like the routine of of, of using so mm-hmm. and and like so a like, religious routine yeah so like yeah so like you have like a a routine of how you use whether like whether you use certain things or oh. uh places you go like dylan you're saying like places you go or or, mm-hmm. or uh yeah people you see and stuff like that so i uh, i didn't really use with people too much i was mainly just by myself but um i definitely have like routines that i would do and even like the, even just a routine or like yeah maybe my drug dealer yeah i never really thought about that but maybe my drug dealer was was part of that considered part of that routine but i never really thought about it but like yeah, there's almost just like rituals, like and um, so so I I never, you know, used heroin or or um, got into like uh, using syringes or anything like that. But I've heard similar things with like, but I've you know definitely had other, you know, like ritual like like routine like things with my particular drug. But I heard you know for, especially with other other uh, these other drugs where you have to actually use like an object, there oh. is like this like addiction to their whole like routine and the feeling of that too along with the drug and um yeah i can definitely say that too it was there was just something about what i would do also uh, at the time that i was using yeah it probably was definitely gripping also um i mean were they trying to manipulate you i mean were they did they actually have your best i mean i doubt obviously they didn't have your best interest at heart but did they show like a kind of love or a fake love to you like the dealer trying to get you to come back I'm, i'm just i mean uh No, probably not. I mean, I, I mean, in my in my in my own simple heart, I probably felt this fake special feeling, you know, like that that I was especially like I don't know when. I mean, I've been out of high school for over over a decade, and I've and you know I'm a youth leader now, and yeah, a lot of the kids that I'm seeing now, like a lot of these more intense drugs, um, cocaine, heroin, stuff like that, like they weren't really like mentioned really like when I was in, in school, like yeah. you know you know I knew a handful of people who were like using them, but it wasn't like a common thing nowadays, like you said with the with this opioid e- epidemic. It's um, you know, it's just getting earlier and and stuff mm. now, and it's like more common that these more intense drugs and you know, other than just like marijuana or drinking or something is coming out. So um, mm. so but so there was like this special thing of maybe like, yeah. Oh, oh well, this is absolutely this is definitely a a big part where where I almost like. He almost liked being liked being one of the guys that was like like being known as someone who it was kind of like this rare uh and more intense drug user like who kind of had you know was different than everyone else like because i had this like next level almost like again to the heart issue of like 
getting seeking people's attention and mm-hmm. and thinking about man huh. it was like and this is when it like stupid shows like at that time were going on like intervention so it was like bringing up a lot of attention to like addicts lives and stuff like that and like i i i kind of like <laughs> liked people knowing that i was a junkie which is so it's just so stupid like <laughs> back now but like but yeah. back then like it was r- kind of rare to find a high school student who was like had a connection to get cocaine like yeah. at least where i was at in the context i was at and uh yeah and there's a sense of identity yeah right? it was it was like mm. you know and i had that and once i had that power too of like even if i didn't use it a lot of people it was like i still could get that or whatever so i i don't know if that yeah, kind of goes yeah. into it yeah, or it something too but um huh. yeah so it's i oh mean it's messed up on like so many levels and i, I you know, looking back i'm just like it just breaks my heart you know like i'm and seeing a lot of these younger kids nowadays and stuff, it's just, it's heartbreaking. But. So, like, coming out of that, what was the, what was your experience like in, in relation to a local church? So, like, when you said you came to Pennsylvania, a little bit of a fresh start. I mean, did you end up at Hilltown right away? Was there, like, maybe you went to, like, his Pentecostal was kind of your background, so you went to a Pentecostal church. I don't know if that's, if you still identify as Pentecostal or, like, what the relationship is there. But, like, what, what role did the local church play as you were kind of coming out of this lifestyle and addiction yeah um yeah so uh, i really saw uh you know i i again i was so blinded by so many things going on in my life at the time but i mean i did really see you know the church family we were going of the church we were going to when i was not a christian really support uh you know my parents Mm. and they Mm. loved me well when i came to church and they knew exactly what was going on in my life and stuff but uh there wasn't like um like an like a discipling relationship going on or someone like pursuing me in that way, but uh I definitely saw them taking care of my you know, tra- seeking to take care of my parents a lot mm-hmm. and which is awesome, you know, looking back now and yeah. and and definitely, you know, write everything from writing me letters to like you know, stuff like that. But uh yeah, so so that was my experience before um after Christ, after knowing you know, coming to the Lord. Um so I yeah, I didn't land. I didn't after going, going, and getting a biblical studies degree and everything like that, and just really having a rigorous Bible program at uh, Karen University. Um, I just kind of landed in like a Reformed Baptist, uh, just convictions, but you know, in terms of doctrine and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so I didn't, I didn't return to a, a Pentecostal church. But um, but praise God for those, you know, just brothers and sisters that I had growing up because they yeah, absolutely amen. were Christians and loved the Lord and amen. and. Um, but uh, mm. but yes, yeah, so that's where I've landed in terms of like churches. So, so we we've only we've been in Hilltown for I think a little bit over four years, and even even uh, but I've been a Christian since 2007. So even those years before, they weren't really filled with uh, good discipleship and uh, just philosophy and ministry that I philosophy and ministry that I find at Hilltown now yeah. that I agree, really agree with and have come to, and just come to just uh believe is the best the best way to just do church and um that's the local church but um so yeah so it's kind of been interesting because a lot of these heart issues that i've been dealing with in my addiction they've of now more than ever the last four years i've had more people kind of digging into my life in a way than before so it's kind of brought up a lot of the stuff so i've had to deal with it um kind of again but even as a christian it's yeah but uh but but yeah so i'm thankful for the opportunity now i definitely I definitely, that is definitely a, a foundation that I would tell people, you know, absolutely um, going forward to look for that. If you're, if you are an addict or anyone or, or a parent of an addict, or, you know, 
the local church and discipleship and accountability, church membership, these are key to to uh, a good foundation mm-hmm. of just getting people in your lives, programs, and these like disease-centered uh, models of rehabilitation and stuff is, I, yeah. I believe, is just not the way to go. And um, so, so yeah. it, it, I don't know if that kind of answers your question a little bit, yeah. but um, yeah, so really only in the last four and a half years of experience, um, just really good local church. How did you find yeah. your way to Cairn? Well, because I, I feel like you, you had this experience, <laughs> yeah, you were coming out of addiction, right. you find your way to Pennsylvania, and then boom, Cairn. Like, what's, how did that come about? Like, you, yeah. you came out of this, the Lord, you know, kind of rescued you from this, and you're like, holy moly, like, I, Cairn. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> going to Cairn. Going, like, oh, how did man. that come about? It's a, kind of another crazy story. Like, yeah, um, the Lord just knew what he was doing the whole Amen. time. But, um, <laughs> I but, love that. <laughs> yeah. So I was, so, uh, yeah, I was just, um, yeah, brand new Christian, just doing a, you know, just working in a warehouse, having a job for like for almost a year. And, mm. and then, uh, so we were living near, um, uh, so we were going to, going to a church locally, like another church, and we were living near uh, just biblical theological seminary. And I just started having these like, later on in the year, I started having just these thoughts like, because I was going to go to school for, like, uh, business before and stuff like that, whatever. But, you know, like, I, I, I just started having this, honestly, like, it just, I guess the Lord just, like, said to me, whatever, but just, it just interests to, to just study the Bible. I don't, I don't know. Like, I just, I didn't know, I didn't know anything about the Bible. And I was just like, man, I would like to study the Bible. So, hey, I'm going to look into um, one of the pastors that is at our church is at the seminary. So maybe I'll go to the seminary. But at the time, I didn't know that that was, like, a graduate level mm-hmm. school and stuff like that. So I was like, well, I can't go there. So then I met this this girl. Um, and she said she, she said she went to Philadelphia Biblical University, which is Karen, what used to be the name of Karen. And um, so yeah, my parents were just very kind and gracious. And one day I was I was working second shift at the time, so I worked you know night later into the night. And my parents just drove out there one time and and uh, just sent me a picture. Said hey, we went out and checked it out. Um, and then it was like two weeks before the deadline of the 2008 school year. I just applied uh applied I was like I don't even know if I'm gonna get in because I did not have good you know good grades in high school and and they were gracious enough and to let me in and uh Hmm. and man that place changed my life because it was just like all about God's word and Uh I just I just uh ate it up I came there just you know just I, I was just hungry to just learn these things and that and then going back in the summers and winters working at the job I was working at before working with like totally like the most the large like the most diverse group of people you can think of like in terms of like um yeah just race and backgrounds like that and just and that kind of was being would set me on fire for like wanting to share the gospel because i'm like okay i want to tell everybody about this so now i gotta like think about how i can tell everybody about this in like all their different contexts so like so it was just like this breeding ground for just like this fire the lord was just building up in me like um and you met but your you wife there. Karen. Met my wife there. Oh man, yeah, I met my wife there, and um, a lot of good things happened at Cairn. A lot of good things happened at Cairn. Yeah, uh, so it, I, I love, love it. I, I love, love that. It. I love that place, and man. the Lord used it to change my life. And uh, it was definitely a struggle the first few semesters there, just like coming out of what I came out of, and and just all of a sudden going into like rigorous Bible program. It's like <laughs> it was brutal, but man. but uh, I, you know, the Lord was uh, with me the whole time, very gracious, and yeah. Well, I. Uh, you know, I, I want to. We've been talking about the, you know the church and and and, and the culture and, yeah. and things like that uh, a little bit. 
But I definitely, you mentioned it before, uh, talking about it. I think it'd be a good time to talk about it now as far as like how has our culture addressed this problem of addiction um, and how should we as Christians uh, pursue that topic? Yeah, um, so I've, I've had three experiences in, at what, okay, so uh, I'm, well, I went to two different rehabs, but uh, one of them went to them twice. The other one went to, it was a long, like a longer term uh, treatment facility in Minnesota, but the other one was in, in North Carolina. But mm-hmm. I went to it twice with an outpatient facility and been to hundreds of AA and NA meetings just because some you're required to go to, some uh, I just went because it was just like the thing to do after rehab and stuff. So, um, yeah, so I went to a lot of those. And honestly, brothers, what I saw was just like it was a lot of people with a lot of heart motives that were not answered at all like mm. it was like surface level stuff it was that became the new the new thing you just did uh it was mm. a group of people you know it's even kind of funny like i uh so I, i've gotten a lot of insight from uh from jeff durbin from apologia studio yeah, um, which is yeah just breaking down a lot of the stuff and uh it, this this has been something i've processed just this whole my whole time and all this stuff has been something i, pro- I process every single year just new insights and stuff but he really kind of just broke it down one time and was like, you know, everyone likes to say they're spiritual but not religious, but then they're going to, you know, these meetings all the time that they're devoted to with uh, this text that they're devoted to with this, like, these, like, prophets who came before and then they're devoted to, like, all this stuff. And it's like it's like this other idol, like, in, like, religious experience that they have. And uh, I just, yeah, I just saw this model that really dug deep down is – it really gets down to like who we are as, as humans. Like, like, are we, if we're made in the image of God, um, we need a gospel centered rehabilitation, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that answers that. If we're, if we come from nothing, then you have a disease and. But it's not your fault. Yeah. 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 I I understand. Like if you have a disease, like diseases aren't your fault. Yeah. Generally speaking. So, I mean, how do they deal? Like, how does that. Yeah, I mean, you you're you're left. I mean, well, like they even answer. They even well, they start the meetings. You mean the saying, AA meetings? AA meetings, yeah. NA meetings, CA meetings, HA, whatever. Um, you say you are an alcoholic. You say you're an addict. Um, and yeah, and I just uh, and you are like and and always will be. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember my sweet mother just saying, you know, like you know, I would say, well, this is what the, you know you in the meetings, and she would say, well, you were that, you were, you know, kind of thing. Oh, it yeah, just yeah. kind of reaffirmed me that, uh, you know, I wasn't anymore. But but these but these these this this disease model of rehabilitation is just, yeah, it's like I mean, I, I, honestly, I I brought I brought some of the uh, sure if you don't mind me sharing, sure. brought, just brought some of the twelve steps because a lot of people they know of the twelve steps, but they don't I've know heard like, of the what they steps. they don't know what they say. Like, yeah, I so, never like, really read them in depth. So let me can, can I just read a few? Please, yeah, so, please, yes. We admitted we this is this is one through three and then whatever uh, one through four. So we admitted we were powerless over alcohol that our lives had become unmanageable. Number two, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Number three, we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. As so we, as we understood Him, so our version of of version God. of God. Number four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. So, 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 mm-hmm. so he just goes on, and then so basically, I love how Jeff Durbin puts it. He just puts it like, I mean, literally, like you're going through a confession, yeah. like a sponsor. You have a sponsor that you confess to, but th- it's not God. So it's really like, okay, what do you do after you, you just say all this stuff? To oh, like this people? person doesn't really forgive you. Yeah, or... and 
And then also, like, listen to the last one, like, yeah. having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. So it's literally like, like an AA gospel. Yeah, like, like, and, and, yeah, and, but, but what do you, is, is yeah. there, do any of the steps talk about, like, like, you're free, there's no more, there's, like, you're free, or you're always, like, you're always under that, I mean. Well, it, there's, you know, like, humbly asking to remove our shortcomings, like, uh, we entirely, we were entirely ready to, to have God remove all of our, these, these defects of character and all this stuff, but, but again, um, if you go to these meetings, uh, this is over to the care of God as we understood him, mm. so it's literally, like, you go to these meetings, and 20 people in the room, and it's 20 different people that, 20 different gods or objects that they're like trying to, to, to give like them, I guess, look to as a power greater than themselves. And, and it's just, it's just like, it's a, it's not, we're not getting to the issues. It's, it's a like, counterfeit. It's a, yeah. It's, so it's when a, you were at the meetings, like did they, did the person leading it, like ask you like a question, like what's your higher power? What is like, was it something like that? No, it was, it was, uh, or what do you value? It was mainly like, uh, I, I guess sometimes it would come up in meetings and stuff, but some, but mainly I think, it was, it was it was just questions you thought of, maybe in more of like the treatment facilities and stuff, oh. or like, or just on your own, you know, with your sponsors like that. You would think about these things, but um, I mean, I heard it's heard mentioned sometimes in in um, in meetings, but yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's, it's just it's just like kind of weird, you know. Like it's just <laughs> uh, honestly, like no, I mean, I know people have a lot of affection for for AA and a lot of Christians um, who even or people who become, addicts who become Christians, you know, have had a lot of experience with AA. It's like it, it takes a while to kind of like think like, man, like I, like what, like what was I going to for like years, you know? And kind of like it kind of hurts a little bit when you think about, man, I was going to this, this group that was, you know, it, that really wasn't good for me. Like, it or, sounds like it's, it yeah. sounds like it's Christian. It's trying to be Christian in form, but not substance. Hmm. Like that's ultimately. Like, it, it sounds like you're trying to have a Christless. Uh, yeah. Christian mechanism to take you through repentance and justification and sanctification and like without Christ, without Christ, like yeah. that, that's and yeah. like that's that's not that's not the real Lacoy. And ultimately, um, you know, for for however much God may use all kinds of things in in His common grace to to change lives. I mean, somebody could look and see a sunset and it changes their life, right? But Without that kind of like heart change, at the end of the day, there is still a there is still a a a a vacuum left that could be replaced with something that is not Christ. Mm. And until it's replaced with Christ, there it is it is ultimately shaky ground and yeah. sinking sand at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. So for you to have had the real Akoi, as opposed to, you know, the the counterfeit, and now to see some of that, I mean Again, I'm. It's, this is not. I'm not trying to like knock people who have been through that or anything like that. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's those kinds of programs have served a lot of people really, really well. Yes, and to the yeah. extent that they've been successful, praise God for it. Yeah. Um, but the, but to lack the 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 essential substance and to to discard the center as if it's non-essential, and we can just keep the shell, we can keep the form. Mm. Uh, is just it's it's hmm. it's hard to. I mean, it's, it, it's tricky, right? Like yeah. it's hard to kind of, um, it's hard to swallow, but, but at the same time, mm -hmm. you know, I, Hey, it, it helps some folks and that's great. But at the end of the day, we all need Christ. That's right. Yeah. It's not we need the gospel. The one who sets yeah. people free, the truly free. free. 
you mentioned that there's a text also. Is it just the 12 steps? Uh, there's the 12 steps, and then there's um, there's the 12 traditions, which I think just expands on the 12 steps. Oh. Um, yeah, Bill W. and I think this other guy, I think, whatever. I don't even know Bill Bob or whatever his name is. I don't know. I forget. <laughs> but they created these these texts, and I think these two books. So uh, there's like 12 steps, and there's like the big book. The big book. And um, What do you do with this book? As an addict, so well, yeah. So at the at the meetings, like you know, they would read through the steps. Um, so they're reading like, the word every, every meeting. Yeah, and, <laughs> their word. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and you're and you're working you're working through them with a sponsor. You get you get these chips. You get these or you get these um, like key tags. Uh, what do they say? Uh, just to uh, just to note how long you've been sober. Oh, it's like a hundred so, days or a hundred. Yeah, there's like. You know, the, at the end of every meeting, they'll have like those who have been sober a day or clean a day or a week or a year, and and you walk up, you walk up. If you've reached one of those points and you get a new chip, you get a new tag. Oh, um, it's like a crown of glory. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's yeah. It's yeah. But um, <sighs> you know, and as someone who, you know, people in the room who were like new, you know, it's powerful to see like okay, there's a guy walking up. He has like forty years today or something. It's like wow, I can do that. You know, kind of thing. But again, it's just. Again, knowing Christ now, it's not really getting to the the point. You know, it's uh, I feel like those kinds yeah. of things can be useful. Is yes. what you're saying, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. those kinds of things can be that can be good and they can be encouraging. But I think yeah. I think the 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 concern is that at the end of the day, we all worship something. Yeah. yeah, we are grateful to see people no longer worshiping at the altar of drug addiction or yeah. or a, a particular drug of choice, and to a large extent are, are going to um, perhaps live healthier lives or, or be be safer for it, be less in immediate physical danger. But without Christ, no less in immediate eternal danger, yeah. right? And I think that's the, that's the, the risk that um, when, when we try to have the, um, you know, we try to have the fruit of the Spirit without the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, yeah. Yeah. I did have one last question about that. I mean, you mentioned how it's like a, it's like a false gospel mm-hmm. in a way. So, you know, Christ, it's, it's by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. So is this this AA, that, you know, that kind of disease model uh, resolution, is it is it a grace? I mean, is it works-based? Is, is, the, is the principle underneath it that you can be, you have to work at it and be free? You can be saved through works? Or is it is it like by grace alone? Um, I mean, well... Uh, Honestly, I don't really know. I, I I guess I mean I guess it's like a more like a workspace thing because I mean you are working you're working through steps, um, and you know anytime you don't achieve like a chip or something, then you have to kind of you have to like start over kind of oh, thing. Oh, you start over. and you're working with a sponsor and so, but 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 then again, I don't know if if that really I don't know. May, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like again, it's just. It, there's no like objective yeah. moral evil that you're like committing against like a, sin. Uh, yeah, sin against a, like a holy God. Then like you're just I I, I don't I, I feel like I feel like some people like it would rock them, and some people it was just like, uh, you know, they're just they're like down and out. But then they, they would go through seasons of being down and out, and then they would like come. So it's just I, again, I just don't know. It um, I guess it is a. I'm sorry, I'm I'm stumbling. No, no, no. It's, I, I just I, I kind of put you on the spot with that one. Yeah, I'm kind of just thinking about this stuff now. Um, well, I mean, something you, you yeah. had mentioned earlier, something about like a a disease. I don't remember your exact language. A disease based model. Yeah, disease. Yeah, they. So I think they just kind of they would call like 
yeah, like like the disease model. Of what, could you just because I don't I mean could you yeah. unpack that a little bit just like what that entails and what mm-hmm. you mean by that mm-hmm. I get, and what it's contrasted with if you have like a better like what, what would be yeah I mean I, I guess it, I mean I I don't know too much but I guess I guess just uh, based off my experience it seems like it's just at again at the foundation of it it's it just basically like how do you approach rehabilitation with uh like a certain worldview so like like basically it gets down to like anthropology like mm-hmm. who we are like mm-hmm. and uh you know there's gospel-centered ones because we're made in the image of god and we need god to, mm-hmm. to, or or again there's no god isn't there and we just maybe it's just you have a disease you know we kind of come from nothing they don't we don't, we don't i don't know i never like heard that but that's like what and that's really what they what's mm-hmm. the foundation of it like uh and so your thought of, you, you know your your addiction is thought of as you're thought of as having a disease okay so they don't and, really think the person's like morally accountable i was gonna say it kind of rem- is 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 the concern that there is the the feeling is that there's this culpability that's removed like it's not your fault yeah yeah it's that's that's kind of what i was yeah it, yeah kind of like what I, I i mentioned a minute ago just there's just a lack of understanding of sin, really. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I've seen I've seen that a lot, in, in, in with especially the kids mm-hmm. nowadays. It's just getting it's, hard, it's very difficult to get them. I, I feel like to get a lot of well, people not just kids, but people in general, just yeah. to understand that uh, this is like this is like this is sin against God. Like, yeah. this is not just like uh, you're I'm, like inconvenience my life i'm like down and out right now but yeah. i'll get out of it like this is like this is idolatry this is like sin against god yeah. and and uh you need jesus <laughs> jesus to ultimately <laughs> fix it like um so i i don't know if to answer yeah. your question Dylan, no. or not but um yeah I, I guess i haven't thought about too much i just have heard the term over the years and i i know that like in rehab and stuff they would talk about like you know us having or like addicts having like a certain disease or or um kind of foundation that led you to like mm-hmm. genet- genetic you know uh-huh. you know i don't know just uh yeah. just yeah just stuff like that so not really your fault yeah so and our, we have running short of time it goes by so fast this has been an awesome awesome discussion i really appreciate you coming on and, yeah, and sharing yeah, it yeah, but i did have one last question is that basically you know for any of our listeners who are who are struggling with addiction or they know someone family friend co-worker who's struggling with it uh, what would you recommend that they do? How would they how would they go about like dealing with this now after having heard this? Yeah, um, I guess uh, you know, in terms of you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not a professional. I'm just literally a recovering addict who <laughs> God has changed, and I've had a certain experience in rehabilitation, and and uh, so, but basically, I think what I've but I've been around enough people who have who are Christians, not Christians coming out of the vaccine background. And just what I've seen is, you know, I, I'm not going to pl- tell a certain place to go to or a certain source. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's tons out there, but just, I would say just look, God works through his local church and there is power, power that I've seen in just the preaching of the word yeah. and just combating the idolatry with, with Christ. And there is power in, um, discipleship and accountability. I mean, this is hard work. I'm, I'm telling the church, this is hard work to to work walk through life, walk through, uh, a, a walk with someone yeah. who is going through this. Yeah. I mean, this is like very demanding, like accountability and discipleship stuff, and church discipline and church membership. So, um, 
for a family, get in a local church if you're not in a church and dive into that stuff as a, as a starting point and mm-hmm. as, as someone who is either a Christian who's struggling or someone who is looking for another answer. Like just, again, run to the local church, run to God's word and see what Christ has done for us. And um, mm-hmm. and yeah, and also just like just to have, if, if it's not in the local church, you know, I hope it is, but just some like good... Um, Maybe counseling to just really get to the like the issues that are the heart issues that are going on. I feel Christian like a lot counseling. of times in the rehabilitation that I, I saw, uh, there was just a real lack of that, like a real lack of like like why, like oh. like like yeah, why all this, you know? Um, and huh. but but to have that in the church so you can say you know why this, but then have the gospel answer it. So yeah, uh, um, yeah. What about yeah. I, sorry? I know Eric mentioned the last question, yeah, so I'm sorry, no, brother. Can, but I, I just one more question. One more question. <laughs> so. What about, I mean, what in, what uh, tips might you offer to someone who is, is a Christian, who is maybe not struggling with addiction, but is discipling someone who is? Um, like, what do you, like, looking back on your experience with folks in local church, like, what do you wish someone, you know, maybe who uh, might have been a mentor to you, or, or what are some maybe things to avoid if, I'm, if, if you're mentoring someone uh, who or even just our friends with someone doesn't have to be a mentoring relationship, but you know somebody in the local church who wrestles with addiction. You don't, but how should they be engaging with that person? What should they be saying or avoiding to be maximally helpful for God's glory? Oh, man, that's a tough question. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, <laughs> Put you on the spot again. <laughs> yeah, I know this is this is not like a complex, super complex answer, but that's okay. Just, just. A ton of grace and patience, but also um, you need to be firm sometimes and do things that are not are, are maybe if that if that means making a phone call or getting some professional help or something something that is not going to be liked by that person uh, mm. just for their safety or something. But um, mm. so I know that's kind of simple and not to become no, but that's complex, good. But uh, no, that's true. just. I mean, you really need the Lord to walk th- walk through you with this uh, this really gracious, but also truthful and uh, firm relationship with somebody. But honestly, just the fruit is there. I feel like I, f- I know, like you know, it, the Bible doesn't uh, separate categories of drug addicts and so whatever. But it's just all sinners. We are all sinners. Come yeah. for the Lord. But mm. um, I just think there's man, there's just fruit. Like there's just already so much brokenness. Um, that's that's there uh, that in this in, in this in a, in a group of, of of addicts that is uh it's just waiting to be i don't yeah. know just taking it yeah. i don't know just the, yeah. I don't know, the lord just i don't know so Loved, um, taken in redeemed yeah, like the yes. lord doing his thing in those in uh, in and through and with those people the harvest is and even, ready yeah yeah the harvest the harvest is ready man and even through the local church <laughs> yeah. right the local church has a huge role to play in that and 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 in, in seeing that to fruition, man. So, so, yeah. so yeah. I, I know, yeah. So hopefully that that's just that's kind of a simple answer. But no, that's man. a good answer. No, that's yeah. good. Appreciate though, it, brother. Yeah. Again, Justin, we really appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, this is an important topic, and I'm sure we might have you on again. I, I imagine uh, anyone who's listening out there, uh, please don't hesitate to email us questions to guys in a Bible dot podcast at gmail dot com. That's the number two in front of that you can also message us on twitter two guys in a bible and you can check out our website two guys in a bible.org and there you can also get in contact with us and if you have questions for justin we can pass that along yeah, uh, to justin absolutely. have him on the show again talk about something more specific or if you have uh, questions for us we'll be happy to address it and if you want it to be anonymous 
just tell us, and we, we promise we will keep it anonymous if you're, you know, talking about a very sensitive topic like like addiction. So, again, uh, thank you for listening, and, and Justin, thank you again for coming on. Yeah, thanks on for the having show. me, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, we pray that the Lord uh, would be with uh, uh, all of you uh, today. Uh, so, thank you again, guys. All right, God, God bless. bless. Yeah, see you.